0: Our reading from the book of Revelation today has a very important concept or an idea um, in the scriptures, which is the heavenly Jerusalem. The idea that uh, the new heavens and the new earth are coming from heaven to earth. We often think about it the other way around, I think. Like when we die, we're going to escape this mortal coil, this wicked world, and float up to paradise on clouds or something that will be free finally from The world and its sin, and be sort of elevated or ascended to heaven like Christ. But in fact, the Catholic um, belief in the the end of time and the second coming is that, just what we hear in Revelation, that heaven, the heavenly Jerusalem, will come down from heaven to earth. And that all things, as St. Paul says, will be restored in Christ, to restore all things in Christ. The old order, it says, will pass away, it will be destroyed, just like in Noah's flood, the old way was uh, destroyed, the old world was destroyed. But within it, this little microcosm, the ark, or in our case, the church, is preserved and is the seed of a new world, of a new civilization. We believe in not just the resurrection of Christ, but the resurrection of all the dead, we, we say in the creed, the life everlasting, the life of the world to come. That at the end of the time, and the, the heaven will be here, in other words, this is where heaven's going to be. It's not going to look the same. A lot of stuff is going to have to die and pass away. But this is the place, and we will have bodies like our bodies, but glorified and resurrected. This is all based in the idea that the world is good. Remember in, in Genesis when God said that it's very good, everything He's made, the world, the sea, the land, the animals, and then finally us, man and woman? looked on everything and he said that was very good but from the very beginning it gets compromised the goodness of the world is undermined by sin and so it's chaotic and violent uh, because it's separated from God from its creator and the whole mayhem uh, of sin and, and destruction and violence and chaos comes from that fact that we have willfully abused our freedom to separate ourselves from God and so what is the book of Revelation getting at this last book of the Bible saying that in Christ, all things will be restored. The last line of our reading today is, Behold, I make all things new. What does it mean that all things are going to be new and restored? He says, This is what heaven is going to be like. He will dwell with them, meaning God, and they will be his people. And God himself will always be with them as their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there shall be no more death or mourning, wailing or pain, for the old order has passed away. I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> Everything restored, no more mourning, no more death, every tear wiped away. God will be with them as their God. So how do we get back to that? Because it's painful. We see what it cost Jesus to bring us back to God. A theologian uh, I heard once said, in a world gone wrong, there can be no communion without sacrifice. What does Paul and Barnabas say? in the early church, in our first reading, we have to endure many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Not because we have to redo the crucifixion, not because we have to afflict ourselves, but that we have to let go, we have to renounce our idols, our control, all those things that we've chosen to prefer over God, so that we can enter freely into the kingdom of God, where our only possession finally is Him. I think it's interesting that Uh, John, the author of Revelation, uses Jerusalem as the great metaphor for heaven because Jerusalem is a city. I think of heaven sometimes as like nature, beautiful waterfalls and canyons and mountains and sunrises. Not a city. Cities are messy and dirty, and there's lots going on because a lot of people are crammed all together. But that is what heaven is really like, and it's actually the way to heaven, too, is to enter into our other great analogy for the church, which is the body of Christ. That the members of the body of Christ don't make sense on their own, just as your finger doesn't make sense apart from your hand or your arm or the rest of your body. So we have to be together in order to be whole, in order to be redeemed. I remember when I was in my parish, my big pipe dream was to to have a live via Crucis, a living Stations of the cross in the streets of our city. And I got our uh, youth group to practice and to rehearse and to assign them all roles. You're going to be Jesus. You're going to be Mary. You're going to be Pontius Pilate, etc. And it was a huge project, much more complicated than I thought it would be. I needed people to make costumes. I needed somebody with a trailer and a generator to have speakers, to have music. So we could, and we, I needed to call the police and write a letter to the city council to get the streets blocked off. And it was this big, hairy deal. And it looked like the day of that it, it's not going to, you know, like something's going to go wrong. And uh, all these people that I was depending on and asked for favors, it was like some were late, some I forgot to tell them something important. And, but somehow in the end, it all just coalesced, and it happened. In fact, it was like 35 or 40 degrees and rainy in the morning, and the sun came out all of a sudden, right at noon when we were about to start, and it was warm for like the two hours that it took to do the Via Crucis, and then it began to be cold and rainy again. It was like God just smiled on the day, he smiled on the project, and somehow in all the messiness, it just kind of came together. This, I think, these kind of experiences give us faith and hope. Not in, like, some blind faith that I've just believed that somehow, like, uh, there's an afterlife and, and uh, God's going to make everything okay, or belief in some propositional truth that is contrary to reason or contrary to our experience. No, it's, it's the deeply held hope based in something reasonable, like our experience of Christ crucified and risen from the dead, that somehow God will and is right now making order out of chaos, That in our midst, in this world, which is beset by sin and violence, that Jesus Christ, in his body, the church, is renewing all things. Restoring all things. Because the heavenly Jerusalem, the new heavens and the new earth, the people of God, the body of Christ, is us, the church, here and now. But we are in this age of the church, this already but not yet, where in the Last Supper we just read Jesus says, I will only be with you for a little while longer. But he also says, behold, I'm with you to the end of the age. He also says, I will wipe away every tear. All of these things, it's like, yes, he's gone and he's going to come back one day, but he is already here doing these things. And in this tension between the old order and the new, in our bodies, in our lives, in our sufferings and triumphs and joys, our obedience to the Father, we're coming back to God through the sacrifice of the cross and the resurrection from the dead.